Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the Pay-Per-View War Stories. And this week we're doing WCW's 1999 Road Wild. We're in Sturges, baby. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, and I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Yo. No Cells Living Legend, Mike Poople. Hi, everybody. Sorry, uh, Mr. Larry Z. You're not on the show tonight. Road Wild 1999, I will say, this is my first time seeing this show. Did, yeah, easily my first time. I believe it's Corey's, like, 14th, because he loves this one. No, I love WCW, and I've probably seen this five times. Damn. Wow. I, I ordered it live on paper, yeah. Oh, did you? Ooh, okay. Yes. So, we're in Sturgis, South Dakota. We're outside in front of all those motorcycles and Winnebago's and trucks and food stands. And hot dog stands. And hot dog and sausage. Hamburg. Get your... I was like, I just want a hot dog and sausage. Yeah, man. I was craving kielbasa. Else, yeah, who like, else wasn't hungry seeing I was, this? I was like, fuck, man. Crazy hungry, man. <laughs> and then that shit covered Winnebago drove by. I'm like, yeah, I'm good now, actually. <laughs> good. Checks out. We're here for a, a big man event. Hulk Hogan, that's right, the red and yellow, according to A-Rod, the red and orange, or yellow and orange, Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash, former NWO members and partners. It's kind of sad in a way to me because it just feels like too little too late for this match. This would have been huge money a year earlier. With the storyline of these two and their history. It's almost like they should have had this big match on top when, I don't know, the two sides were feuding and the business was red hot. Um, explain to me how we never got Hollywood Hogan versus Kevin Nash when the Wolfpack and Black and White were, were feuding. Uh, creative didn't work for anybody, brother. Uh, yeah, it's because somebody was too busy fucking feuding with uh, late night talk show hosts and power forwards from NBA teams in Utah. So let me... Before, uh, before we move on Byron from Russell? this, from this situation, <laughs> do you think the company would be in a different place if they do? If they did, I know for sure. If they did the smarter thing, so instead of doing DDP and Carmelone versus Bischoff and Hogan, maybe do when you're doing the split of black and white and red and black, you have the big their leaders face off against each other for money. Like, Corey, you're saying, like, maybe if they did this when they're red hot, would Hogan be Hollywood or red and yellow? Let's Or do the hybrid version. It would have been Hollywood. It would have been black and white because it was still NWO. Uh, it was still going. Do you think this build and maybe the match suffered because of the match they gave us on January 4th? Now, we've talked about on here before that it actually, in hindsight, may not have been a terrible booking decision. It actually made sense, long-term story planning. And we proved by looking at ratings mm-hmm. that it did not it didn't kill the ratings the company, yeah. of WCW like everybody, said, like everybody wants you to believe it. Um, but if they had given us that actual main event that night, that's when it wasn't the hottest for the split, but it was still relevant. If they had given it us, then it would have been better. Mm-hmm. It definitely would have been. Um, here, I thought about it. Does DDP have to be in those main events in the summer of 98? Can it easily be Kevin Nash and Carl Malone against Hogan and Rodman? Can it easily be Kevin Nash and Jay Leno against Hogan and Bischoff? 
Dude, did would they, have been would have been super simple. They yep. did that probably just to try to get somebody else over. No, they did it because there was real heat between the two of them trying to be the top dog, and Ho- so Hogan wouldn't work with them. Mm-hmm. Hogan, but DDP was safe because he wasn't going to threaten Hogan's spot. Nash actually could. Not just like not just with fan reaction, a, a spot, and... not just with fan act- reaction, but the ability to play politics in the back. Nash was easily the one most capable. Mm-hmm. So. That wasn't going to work for me, brother. Mm. All right. We also have Goldberg versus Rick Steiner. And we have the... Should be a nice meat slapping affair. The Millennium Man, Sid Vicious versus the man called Sting. That's a great few before. His vaunted winning streak. Which we don't know about yet. Um, We will find out later what it is. (laughs) But... uh... Shall we get into this night? But first, before we do, Corey. Yeah. How did we get here? On a bike. (laughs) <laughs> yes, on motorcycles or Winnebago's. Um, we got here from the night after Bash at the Beach where Hogan does what he does best. Let someone else bomb a pay-per-view and come back the next night on TV and win the world title, brother. <laughs> the tale is all this time. <laughs> yep. We've seen it a thousand times in WCW. <laughs> uh, it seems to be a, a blonde guy usually. <laughs> right? Uh, and, and, and as usual, and speaking of something we've seen a thousand times in the world of wrestling... Who was it that ultimately paid the price? Randy Savage. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Hogan batting a thousand this time around. Uh, so Nash, they turned Nash heel to set up the long-awaited Hulk Hogan Kevin Nash match. Uh, crazy to think. Now there's pictures of them working together in '98 on, but I, I would love to know where. Like dark matches, maybe. Yeah. It has to be a dark match because Hogan sure as fuck wasn't working house shows, and Nash barely was either. And they weren't even doing house shows really at that yeah, point. Like, they would do a couple. very rarely. Yeah, Baltimore Force. So it's, it has to be dark matches. Yeah, from Nitro. Um, it feels like it's too little, too late. Like we said, um, Hogan's back in the red and yellow, brother. They're going full nostalgia. You can't say that the pops haven't warranted that move. Mm-hmm. So you know. <clears throat> But it does look... I always thought this was a weird pay-per-view to bring back at because the Sturgis rally, to me, doesn't scream red and yellow baby face Hogan. Not even a little bit. You sure? No. <laughs> yeah. It's like... A... That's the one place on the calendar that really embraces Hollywood Hogan. So... And it's... Uh, thinking about it, as as you said that, it's this company, WCW, capitalizing on, at this point, mid to late 80s stardom... Fast forward 20 years, what is another company doing? Just bringing back old-ass gimmicks it's, from the early 2000s. It's like we've said before. It's amazing. It's like the team that won, even though they have all of the history in their hands, mm-hmm. learned absolutely nothing from it. Like, why would you redo something that didn't work when you were beating the fuck out of that company? Yeah, maybe maybe repeat your moves. Those were the successful ones. Like, <laughs> like fuck. Brother. Nah, I, I want to see how well I can run a show into the ground. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you, <laughs> you could one day. How much you want to bet every uh, Monday morning booking meeting for Raw before they completely rewrite it for the fifth time starts with the entire writing team and Vince watching an old Nitro on the network. Ah, look at... I cannot do that, Pally. No, God damn. No, you know, Vince doesn't watch that. He has to have other people do it. So ha- his 30-member writing staff would be watching Nitro, writing it down, like, oh, this is what happened here, here, here. Well, not anymore, Joe. They just listen to the show now. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We, we can, can listen we can, to We can condense it for him. 
Which you can listen to at NoSellEntertainment.com. Famously, he yeah, he did have no idea who Sid Vicious was when it was brought to his intention they could sign him in 91. And once he saw a video, he had a massive erection and said, why the fuck don't we have this guy already? Because he's under contract somewhere else, Vince. <laughs> fuck it. Why didn't one of you bring me him? <laughs> uh, I, I Before we go on, I guess we should give Vince credit for at least knowing who Ric Flair was. Yeah, maybe. No. How much you want to bet it was only because he did a couple of MSG shots in the late seventies. There's a good chance. Like, do you think he knew? Like, when they brought Ric Flair's name up again, do you think he was like, "What's he done since then, pal?" Yeah, like, uh, nothing. Know, like Vince. seven time world champion. He's a seven time champ now. I think. Yeah. God damn. Let's bring him in. <laughs> so, let, shall we? Shall we discuss the show that we had to watch? Yes. All right. Thoughts. <clears throat> Road Wild 1999 We're in Sturgis, South Dakota The final yeah, The final one August 14th, 1999 The stage is the same one as it has been A uh, big big concert stage Was there a concert? Do we know if there was a That's concert? Sure Not this was. year Not this year Not this year But it looked like it should be uh, Well, he's not like last year I'm sure there was at some point in the week they but, ha- yeah. Well, yeah But they had that last year Because infamous, infamously after the show Travis Tritt Travis performed Travis Tritt because um, I smell T-R-O-U-B-L-E. And uh, held him up for a fuck ton of money. Did he? Yeah. Good. Uh, it was on uh, Shivani, uh, uh podcast. Uh, he said that uh, he got to the show and he was like, whatever the number is, pick one. I want an extra $100,000 I'm not performing. They were like, well, fuck, we literally promised you on Vay Review. Here's $100,000 more or whatever the fuck it was. Awesome. Yeah, Travis Tritt held them up for money. <laughs> I am torn here. <laughs> I am so torn here. <laughs> Because that's a grade A dick move, but awesome. But also at the same time, it's a Hogan move, brother. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was just saying at the same time, as a worker, I respect it. That's yeah. a straight up veteran yeah. move. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is, dude. First day in the business, and he fucking figured it you out. You can tell he's not a wrestling fan. He's like, nah, this hokey shit. Fuck yeah. that, dude. Nope. <laughs> Give me some of that scratch, brother. <laughs> uh, the ramp is a long street, basically. A ramp to look like street. Uh, commentary team is Tony Bobby. And Mike Tanay. Different camera angle this year. They faced the other direction yeah, for terrible why reasons. Why they do that? Why? Oh, my God. Just another WCW, everybody. They're so, yeah. They just completely lost their way. Yeah. Uh, it goes all the way down to production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we start the show off with a montage of how we get here to the main event, what Corey just broke down between Hogan and Kevin Nash. Uh, Hogan putting up his career on the previous Nitro and Forgetting and then, to... And then Sting holding up Kevin Nash until he put his career up. Yep. So uh, Hogan forgetting that, so Sting had to tell him, hey, buddy. Uh, I have nothing to do with the match, but you bitch, put your career up. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Uh, <laughs> then we get a camera shot, a, like a helicopter shot of the location. Uh, as I said, commentary, Tony, Bobby, Tanay. Uh, Tony's voice already sounds like at the time it was already gone. Uh, Tony and uh, Tanae are both wearing jean jackets while yeah. Bobby's just wearing all black. How about them outfits? Oh, boy. <laughs> Couldn't look like middle-aged white boys anymore if they tried. Uh, they're talking up tonight's show and also that they would be giving away a motorcycle. Uh-huh. So uh, we got one of those uh, good old in-your-house moments of let's see if you can find the right key for a million dollars. Surprised like, they didn't contact Todd Pettengill. I do love, by the way, that it's, when this event started a few years ago, it was like, we're giving away a Harley Davis. Now it's like it's an American iron whatever horse. the uh, iron horse secondary uh, company they're yeah. giving away now. <laughs> an iron horse that well, you Well, after Harley like, Davis sued them on the first hog wild. <laughs> because they 
You can't Why? call it that. Because they, have... they called it Hog Wild, and that's trademark oh, yeah. of Harley. So <laughs> that's why I went to Road Wild the second year. Awesome. So we get a montage of our first match of the night, and it's, uh, it's going to be Vampiro and ICP with Raven versus Ray Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero, and Kidman. Um, not a bad choice for a starter. No, yeah. It should be a kickoff, good, fast-paced match. Not sure the Juggalos and Sturgis are a fit, but... Hip-hop parade. Um, so before we move on, let's talk about the storyline going into this match that even in the montage they bring up. That it's Vampiro and Conan. They hate each other. Yep. Where has Conan been for this past like month and a half? <laughs> and we talked about this off air yesterday. Yep. It's almost like after week two, they figured out these two, that, that heat is not going to lead to any good matches. Mm. So, hey, Kidman, that starts with a K. We'll just pivot. Yep. And all of a sudden, it became Kidman, Ray, and Eddie that have a problem. And a lot better, all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, and the matches got better. Appreciously <laughs> <laughs> better. Weird. <laughs> um, I'm really digging. the f- And, you know, since... Uh, what's the next night he But fuck it. I really like the filthy animals together. That's a good fit. Um, mm-hmm. I always dug the name, too. It's a cool name. I was like, that's a cool uh, name. I'm not, at this point, uh, give it 24 hours, uh, hating the ICP thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not. They're they're trying. I mean, you know, they uh, as we've said before, they clearly have a love for the business, and so they're trying. I mean, they're giving, I mean, they're not, I mean... I can name a few wrestlers they're better than, so, yeah. they, <laughs> you know. They shouldn't be an ultra... Wait 24 hours. They shouldn't be an ultra-competitive, like, tag team title level matches. No, no. But this is fine. But this is fine. This is nothing wrong here. And they're working with people who can mm-hmm. situate the say, fact that they're yeah. not total pros. Those are the right people to be working uh, with. Yeah, I'd, I'd want... Ray and Eddie, particularly, but Kidman too. But I'd really want those two in with me if I'm not up to snuff. Um, again, we'll see in 24 hours what happens when you don't have that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Raven looks totally miserable. I would say Raven looked <laughs> oh, gone, God, dude. They wouldn't sh- you be if they like they bring you back from being a baby face and like, here's what we're gonna have you do: stand outside. You know that uh, that music you love, the grunge stuff. Fuck all that. ICP. You're with ICP now. <laughs> Is, and um, you don't wrestle. And nope. uh, you, you know that other thing you do really well? Talk? Yeah, you don't do that anymore either. No. You, you paint your face. You literally just stand there. Is Raven healthy? Yes. In, well, in, in, not mentally, physically. Like, can I'll he say wrestle? Mentally, he's never been. Uh, can, so we, we can, you can tell even by tonight, he, he, he looks like he's doped up. I'm going to say yes. Like, physically he is, but mentally he's gone. You know, I was going to wait until next week. He's not long, right? I was going to wait until next week yeah. okay. to, to, to talk about that. Okay. But since you brought it up and it's germane here, I'm going to say yes, because he leaves WCW next week yeah. and debuts on ECW that same week. So I'm going to say, yeah, he's clear. He's, he's, yeah, short <laughs> right. time versus at, at least At least to the point where he can do limited stuff. Yeah. Um, he, de- he wasn't happy. Oh. They, they took him away and they weren't giving him... I mean, it's the wrestling business. So mm-hmm. they promised him something when they signed him that he would be in the needed the, that name on the paper. They he would be one of the top ten guys, and he uh, spent two years at the number eleven spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gives Bischoff credit for that, saying it's Bischoff and Bischoff alone that got me pushed as high as I was. Uh, there were certain other guys that Creative wasn't going to work for, dude, that didn't want Raven anywhere near the main event scene because. It just wasn't going to stylistically work, dude. 
It's it's like it's like the you mean sting. Is that what you're hinting at? No, not at all. <laughs> it, it, you know what? It, like what you what that reminds me of. What you're talking about? The video game WCW NWO Revenge. Who's on the cover? Raven. Yeah. Raven Goldberg, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. Yep. For the and forever when somebody see when a wrestling fan it's a good sees ass game too. By the way, it is. It's a Great fantastic game. game. But when a wrestling fan sees that cover. Why? Why isn't Sting there? Or you know, why isn't Macho there? <laughs> because one of the executive's children was a Raven fan. Yes, exactly. But it, it just blows. You know, he never got to the the point where he gets in when he's in ECW. I will say this: on a, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put it out on the cards. There, I'm a Raven fan. Yep. I enjoy Scott Levy. I enjoy that character in my teenage years. Spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I was very much one of those disaffected teenagers, depressed, morose. Raven very much hit a nerve with me. I do believe they left money on the table. Do I think he would have been world heavyweight champion main eventing show? No. But could he have been pushed a little stronger? Maybe gotten more than a one-day reign with the U.S. title, interacted with more of those top guys and feuds? Yes. I think they left money on the table when it comes to Raven. But... They left money on the table with a whole plethora of people. So I mean, he was on Raw now. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's par for the course, right? You have to be Hogan or one of his buddies. Uh, I mean, look, look, look at Ric Flair. He's a certified living legend in that company, and he's lucky to get pushed because of politics and whatnot, brother. Um, so yes, Raven's not long for this place. So yeah, okay. the Deadpool is just a three-man group after. Next I week. know next Monday is when the meeting takes place where Bischoff says anybody's not happy, they can get the hell out. And Raven's the like, only one who stood up and said, hmm, cool, Deuces. Which he said was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, he regrets it. To this day, he still regrets it because he didn't know things were going to change. And Vince Russo was a huge fan of his. So oh. if he'd have stayed two more months, Russo's got the book. And and you don't know. I mean, there's no way. There's no way of that. knowing what yeah. would have happened. So he says, you know, should have kept my mouth shut, but... Raven's the one guy who had light at the end of the tunnel. He didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Raven, and Raven also is one of those dudes in wrestling that he's going to say what he feels yeah. and tell you what's up. So, yeah. So what's up with this match? Uh, crowd's behind Eddie. So that's a... Huh. Nothing new. Nothing new. Uh, he's so good he ruined his heels turn. Right. Uh, Vampiro hit a nail and coffin to Ray on the outside, but now known as a, vampire's, a Vampiro Spike. Uh, Vampiro picks up Ray like a power bomb and he just throws him. <laughs> Crowd was in ICP here a little bit. Yeah, they, yeah. It's weird. You would think Juggalos and Biker Rally doesn't necessarily mesh, but you here. would be wrong. Apparently, yeah. uh, Ray hits a split-legged moon salt on Violent Jay. Shivani's uh, learned the names, by the way. Yes, he has. Yeah. Uh, Kidman hits the shooting star uh, on C- Violent J for the win. CJR, it's not hard. Yeah. You just have to care. Yeah. Uh, Kidman gets the win. The match went uh, 12 minutes and 22 seconds. However, this goes 12-22, and I think Kidman was in two minutes. Yeah. He broke a sweat. <laughs> he saying- broke a sweat, but only in the temp for sitting, standing on the apron. I'd bitch about that, but when Ray and Eddie are the other two on the team, yeah. it's yeah, oh. yeah, okay. I was I mean, fine. What Kim is clearly three on that list, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know what to tell you. That's a pretty good three, but it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is a third. <laughs> so what did you guys think of this match? Uh, I gave it two and three quarter stars and wrote that it's a it's a better than average opener for WCW lately. 
Um, the face team has amazing chemistry and can really go. Uh, the posse are better than they should be. Mm-hmm. And while I didn't light the world on fire, it was, it was, it was an okay opener. Uh, usually multi-man tag matches, especially with people who are, who can work at a good rate. Uh, it's a good crowd opener. It's a good way to get the crowd into the show, especially if it's like some, so I mean, ICP, uh, take or leave their music, whatever you think. Although I dug this theme. Uh, the theme is good, but they know how to work a crowd, man. It's what they do for a living. Yeah. They know how to entice and not entice, uh, engage with the crowd. Yeah. So, I mean, it works well for them. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it this match is the beginning for me for the night of it's weird that there's not much and it's uh, not much crowd interaction, even though the ICP is trying to. But, you know, it's just more of the bikes for the night. But there's it for me, it's just sometimes just like you watch this match and you're just like, are we in 2020 with no crowd interaction? Well, that's, you know what I mean? Uh, let's speak about that then. Let's yeah. go to the elephant in the room, and one of the reasons why, even though visually it's a cool look, yeah. Road Wild didn't really work because, for the most part, these aren't wrestling fans. Nope, you're they're just bikers, and they see a cool event. There's beer. It's free. They're gonna sit there and to be part of the festivities. But very ten percent are actually wrestling fans. Like they all know the name Hulk Hogan, yeah. but like they know who Hulk Hogan is. They know who Dennis Rodman is. They know who Randy Savage is. Yeah. It's about it. Yeah. Some might know Goldberg. The only people who were fans were those ones in the bleachers around the ring. And you yeah. can't hear a fucking thing they're yeah. doing because of the bikes. So all four years, you're working at a disadvantage at best. Also, they charge nothing for attendance. So. Yeah, it's free. You, <laughs> you just know. have to be there. Uh, be in the general vicinity. And so cool. when you don't pay for it, you naturally don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and also, the other elephant in the room, uh, much like All Out in September for AEW, um, if you go back and watch all these road wilds, it's hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. In August in South Dakota, not just that, but you're also wrestling under fucking ring lights. Yeah. So these motherfuckers have to be boiling. And so... Like on hot-ass asphalt surrounded by hundreds of thousands of bikes. Revving up. That shit is hot, dude. I never give wrestlers... I mean, I said I, I never. I always give wrestlers... A bit of a free pass when they're outside in hot, blazing weather yeah. with lights and shit. I'm not going to dog them for not, for not going a thousand miles an hour like they might. Um, if I look like they're giving absolutely no effort at all, too later. that's one thing. <laughs> but like these guys, I thought they, they did fine. They tried. Yeah. That's early enough in ICP's run here that uh, they care. They, yeah, they still care. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it'll change. Uh, <laughs> we get a montage now, moving on, to our next match of the history of the Triad versus Harlem mm. Heat. So our next match for the WCW Tag Team Championship, the Triad of Bam Bam and Canyon versus Harlem Heat. Uh, Bam Bam drops his belt on his way down to the <laughs> ring. Uh Let's see where we got here. I mean, right. it's the better triad team. It is the better triad team, and Harlem Heat actually got a decent response. Yeah, yeah. which is shocking, puzzling compared to their reception <laughs> in '96, <laughs> which I which I can't repeat most of the things yelled at him during nope. that match. Uh, Canyon tries to do the who better than Canyon, and the crowd could give zero because uh, they're not wrestling fans. Yeah, uh, they rev their engines instead, so Canyon doesn't do it. Uh, I, I forget, but watching this now, about how smooth Booker T's spinning heel kick is. 
and how high he can get it. You know, uh, not necessarily this match, and we'll talk about it when it's done, but I forget how smooth Booker T was in WCW. Yeah, oh yeah. And about how even by like two years into his WWE run, he had given up. He was working at like half ability, maybe most. Yep. And that's a shame because he was really fucking good this last couple of years in WCW. Uh, Canyon goes for a top rope famouser after hitting one already, and but book two reverses it into a power bomb. Uh, however, DDP runs down, gets on the apron. CB Ray throws DDP into uh, him, uh, throws in, throws him into Canyon, and Booker T hits a top rope uh, drop kick on Bam Bam. Stevie Ray with the pin, thirteen minutes and six seconds. Uh, I will say this once again: this is one of those matches for me that I paid so much attention to. But I think I was just distracted with the minimum crowd presence because since the stage is elevated like it has been, you just don't see anybody. And I just like watched it. I'm like, after the match, I went, so what happened? Like I was at a point in my head, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to have to rewatch this match because I don't remember what just happened. I went uh, two and a quarter. I said, this is exactly what I said, was expecting more from this, but it was okay. Uh, both teams seemed to bit off, but Heat win the straps, which was the expected outcome. Um, I will say this, and I noticed, uh, just because Canyon's been one of our revelations, mm-hmm. I like the fact on AEW that uh, Team Taz, because, uh, you know, um, Brian Cage was trained by Canyon. Uh, that now they do the who better than Cage? Mm-hmm. Nobody. It's a nice little respect thing. Mm-hmm. I dig that. I dig that. Um, yeah, I thought they were just a bit off. It, again, I don't know, but I'm going to guess the Heat. Yes, it, it looked fucking Harvard, miserable. I, I, it's in the name. <laughs> yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow's 330 pounds um, in a heavy black outfit and fucking Heat. Like I'm pretty It is weird to say with these four people in this ring, and I'll include Steve because he works well as a tag team wrestler. Mm. That an ICP match was better, but it was. It was. It's fucking yeah. weird. It was better. It's weird to say. Um, to, I in my notes I had it said the felt felt like the match dragged. It didn't feel long, but it just felt like nothing happened. That's in a the fair match. point. Like it wasn't yeah. long, but like, yeah, it was just nondescript. It yep. just happened. It was a basic TV match. Yeah, like it went 13 minutes, and I and, and like I feel like some of the Thunder matches we watched go longer than they that. They had a better match a couple weeks ago when mm-hmm. Harley Pete won the the, mm-hmm. the non-title to get the shot. That was mm-hmm. a better match. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I will say this. I'd like to see Canyon and Bam Bam against the Posse. Canyon's in, innovative. The Posse's trying, and we've seen with LT that Bam Bam can work with non-trained wrestlers and yeah. do a good job. Um, and I think the Posse could take the spots. Yeah. So, like, that would be interesting to get at me, but this was what it was. Harlem Heat are the champs now, yeah. which was expected. You don't bring them back together to die with the belts. <laughs> right. That's, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine that? WWF, everybody. That would be no. these days. That would be WWE in 2020. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, we get a montage for our upcoming next match, as our next match is a six-man six tag. tag. The West hmm. Texas Rednecks of uh, with Kendall Rindom versus The Revolution. Shane Douglas, Dean Malenko, and Saturn. My favorite game to play now on WCW, especially in the network editions, is what... Theme song, will the West Texas Rednecks come out to this match? Thank God it was this one. Uh, this match, they come out to their uh, their original hit, Rap is Crap. 
Yep. As Tanae is like, oh, they're coming out to the new song. Oh, wait, is it? Nope, this is nope, not the new song. this is not the new song. This is not the new song. I like, here's the funny thing about this match, is before the match even starts, Saturn gets the mic and says, we don't care about what Chad Brock uh, thinks. We're on our own mission. Wasn't the whole point of this match because you were defending Chad Brock? Yep. What happened? I hate the revolution. <laughs> how can the you revolution take, should not be televised? How can you take three guys I was actively interested in? All you do is add Shane Douglas to the group, and now I can't stand any of them. I 100% agree with you. I, like I said on the uh, last show, Monday Night War Stories, which you listen to at nosellentertainment.com or wherever you get your podcast, uh, I um, was I was hyped, somewhat hyped for Shane Douglas, and then I've seen him for two weeks. And I'm like, I'm that out. train is gone, and I am now looking for someone new to pick me up. Right. But, um, like, this is one of those matches alone that I my only notes I take took was this. Saturn hit a Death Valley driver on, uh, on Duncan Jr. for the win. The match went <laughs> 10 minutes and 57 seconds. This, this is one of those matches that went scripted from A to Z. And there wasn't really much to talk about on this one, I believe. Well, let me see. If Let's I can... see what Corey got. I gave it a flat two. Yep. I said this was a train wreck, disjointed with some awkwardly blown spots. That's all I wrote. Uh, and with the tenure and talent in this match, there should not have been that many train wreck blown spots. This not what, what you're saying. This match, there should have been. I should have had more things to write down. With the six men that were in the ring of Duncan Jr., sure, yeah, sure me, he's up there. But Barry think. Windham, Kurt Henning, Dean Malenko, and Shane Saturn, Douglas. and Shane Douglas. Fire the six guys. You should have more stuff to talk about. Actually, I would say of all of them, Saturn has the least experience at seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, they're all veterans. Yeah. Um, Barry Windham, Shane Douglas, Dean Malenko, and... Kurt Henning should be able to have a match in their sleep. I feel like we've seen some Henning ones before. <laughs> and it looks like, yeah, I was going to say, Kurt Henning actually has slept in some of his matches. Yeah, I was saying, it looks like they were sleeping in this match. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, like I said last week, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Shane Douglas is toast. It'd be one thing if... If he came in, like, maybe 97, but mm-hmm. they, they purposely paid big money to a guy they knew had nothing in the tank. Interesting signing. Mid two thousands Yankees, big fans of Nitro ninety nine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Trust me, I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Boo-boo. Many times I just go, why? <laughs> why? Uh yeah, you expect better from this man. Uh and t- <sighs> Barry Wyndham shouldn't have been the most impressive person in the me- in the ring. No. It should have been, should have been Saturn, honestly. Yeah, and he easily was. And but like at the same time, so like my point was going to be something to the effect of, well, like it's clear that like Shane Douglas doesn't have it, so he shouldn't wrestle. But with that contract, he's going to be in the ring. Like, yeah, well, you so get some then max what the fuck are you going to do then? So then you're kind of hamstrung to even have a good match. Maybe we should be happy that all of these guys were in this match at once together. So they're not permeating. And the uh, boy, you can tell that. Uh, they don't give a fuck about the West Texas Rednecks anymore. Nope. And uh, Revolution didn't want to fucking fight him. So ever since that, uh, good job, Master P. You ever since idiot. that no limit cake shit fell Who apart. There it is. Ever Who since that fell apart, the Rednecks have just been. I mean, they just exist for no Thanks, reason. Thanks, Master P. 
So let's go to our next match, shall we? <sighs> match number four. God damn it. The Cat with Sonny Ono versus Buff Bagwell. Uh, oh, you stupid rednecks. Can I just spoil the match, Joe? Oh, uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, what's with the Cat and Ono coming out wearing leather vests? The Sonny Ono wearing, like, this sidecar helmet and goggles, and then the cat wearing Confederate flag gloves. I, that's the part I was like, <laughs> so, proof, proof that that shit did not mean yep. in the 90s what it means now. Uh, so that, and then just like, how in the fuck did Buff Bagwell win this match? Knowing what the fuck they did three weeks ago, are you goddamn kidding me? I, I'm... WCW, everybody. As, uh... I do, like when these matches come on TV, I don't look ahead at spoilers, so I write down on my notes who I think wins the match. I write it in order if I have to change it, fine. I wrote Cat immediately. I was like, oh, Cat, this is where, really? It, this motherfucker wins the match, too? There's a reason that lawsuit was so easy. Jesus to- Christ. <laughs> was, was evidence to his goddamn gloves? <laughs> yeah. Like, Motherfuck, man. Yeah, um... You're not wrong. So yeah, uh, Bagwell <laughs> wins, but some of the things about this match... Uh, the bi- cat tries to talk, but the bikers won't let him. And then Buff tries to talk, and then Cat keeps stealing the mic, telling all the fat asses. <laughs> that I thought was in, funny. And then, the- and then he's played into it more. Yeah. That I love, because I thought of all the heels in this company, the cat in Sturgis is going to be great. Oh, that's and he did not disappoint. Ooh. And what's funny is, uh, there are heels in wrestling. That the fans get into it with. Mm-hmm. You notice uh, people aren't walking up to the cat. Oh, fuck no. No, they're saying their shit from a distance. <laughs> yeah. And they go to them, they, they're like, they all back like, up. No, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> However, then the, then the crowd starts to chant Pussycat. Maybe they should have maybe got rid of one of those words. You want to hear what I wrote? Yes. Half star. Yeah, there we go. This was as bad as I feared it would be. <laughs> Bagwell in 1999 sucks, plain and simple. Yeah, that's all my notes. Uh, another, Am I wrong? No, 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 no. no. I, I gave it higher only because I refuse to let Bagwell drag down the cat that much. Uh, but for me, I had uh, uh, simple moves against each other. No moves that were special to remember about this match. Oh, if I rated the cat's performance before the belt, it would have been like two and a half. Three <laughs> uh, like cat, the cat's performance. You stupid rednecks. Two and a half because there was more fan interaction in this match than the other past three because of the cat. Getting into arguments with all the other ones. All the other isn't it fans. weird how sometimes the guys who get brought into the business without any wrestling knowledge or at all end up adapting the best so just, to the old school style. They're just natural to it. Yeah, like Kurt Angle. Like the, yeah, Kurt Angle and the Cat. They weren't wrestling fans. No. However, they adapted to the old school stuff that that makes you good without being taught it. Brock to, to Brock a point. to an extent. Yeah. 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 Let's go to our next match, shall we? Which, you know, I'll say this. It's weird that they were showing montages of how we got here to every match. Part of me kind of likes it. It makes everything feel it does, like it's been yeah. built up and important. Yeah. Instead of d- normal WCW of the <clears throat> final three. Well, don't worry. We'll be back to that next yeah, time. I next do one. like it, uh, yeah. but because it is WCW, they are fucking long. Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's, that's the downfall. So our <laughs> next match for the U.S. title in a no DQ match, DDP versus Chris Benoit. Uh, one of the uh, so some of the highlights. Um, Benoit uh, with a baseball slide to the outside. DDP tries to not fall, but Benoit chops him, and then Benoit tries to do a little uh, double axe handle into, but falls into an uh, like atomic drop. 
on do from DDP. Uh, DDP puts ben, uh, Benoit in a fisherman's carry and just throws Benoit into the air. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? All right. <laughs> Whatever. I think today was like, he usually does that for a diamond cutter. I don't. Not this time. What? <laughs> he forgot the second part of the movie. Uh, DDP hit, uh, does a spine bust. Tony goes, uh, Page with, uh, uh, with a sidewalk slam or some type of spine buster <sighs> maneuver. I love uh, Tony, but why is he blind to that move? You know Arn Anderson on a personal level, sir. What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. Do- DDP dominates. Maybe most you know of this- what? Maybe he's doing it to pop Arn Anderson. Maybe, Maybe. he's just fucking with Arn Anderson. God damn it. Maybe because he knows the goddamn move. That'd be awesome. He does. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, DDP don't. In my opinion, DDP dominates most of this match. He yeah. does. You know he's winning yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, DDP puts Benoit's foot underneath the top rope and then goes to Charles Robinson, takes the uh, belts from him after he slaps him, and then starts to whip. Benoit with it. Somebody talked to Kevin Nash before the match. And then here comes something weird. Uh, DDP chokes Benoit with the rope. With with the belt. <laughs> I was like, whoo, here we go. Uh, DDP I spent the whole time trying to come up with inappropriate jokes. I spent so long. I couldn't come up with a good one, though. DDP puts uh, Benoit on his shoulders and chokes him with the belt. Closest I came was the only time you hear uh, Benoit choking life, and it's not about... It's about Chris and not the Daniel. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Benoit uses the rope to get DDP off the off uh, get, to get off oh, DDP's shoulders. It's a wild match. Yeah, uh, grabs the belt God and starts to hit him with to... it. Yeah. Uh, Benoit hits DDP with three German suplexes. Benoit goes for a headbutt, but Canyon runs down and pushes him off. But here's okay. and right. hold th- on. <laughs> the revolution, the world's most useless stable of friends. You got this. You got this. Oh my God. They're doing picture in picture with the revolution. And so as the triad later on, both members come down to interfere. Picture in picture. To the revolution Chris, come to you hell. You got this. You, no. Not. It looked like Dean wanted to in the background. But Saturn and Shane were just happy to watch it the is TV. Like, yeah. WCW faces one on one, man. Yeah. Like, we, what the fuck? We dude? get the we get the, to see here. we get the reactions. That's all we get from them. Uh, Bam Bam comes in and hits a splash from the top rope. Where's the revolution? Cheering on Chris in the back. Uh, Benoit fights off the trad. Why, uh, no wonder the NWO ran rampant for three fucking years. So he was like, can I get some goddamn help, please? Ben- or is this watching the monitor? Man, he's really getting an ass kicking. <laughs> that's our good friend Chris. And that's Shane. Well, actually, you know what? The, you know, they actually helped one time. It turned into that backlot beatdown in the Orlando. So oh, yeah. it was like, nah, bro, we good. It happened again. <laughs> they, I, yeah. I can get lawn darted. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. The whole time, Chris is fighting off the triad. <laughs> Oh, Chris! Yeah, we're your friends. We're the revolution. We're changing shit. Do it for Daniel. Yeah, do it for your son. Benoit hits a flying headbutt for the win, and then the revolution come out and celebrate. And then there's... Oh, so now they show up. The match goes 12 minutes and 14 seconds, and here's my favorite part. They're talking into the rings like, oh, this is what the revolution is all about. I'm like, you did nothing! (laughs) Shane Douglas trying to make it all about him. Yes, it was Douglas himself going, this is what the revolution is about. And I'm like, you wrong. sat back on a chair going, go Chris. The only part that he's right about is it is a proper representation of the revolution as we know it. Yeah. Um, I went three and a half stars. I like this match. It was pretty easy going into the show to pick this as the sure thing of the night. So, you know, it wasn't hard to figure out. It was, although it could have been even better. 
Nice to see Benoit elevated as an upper tier star. And I will say, I will give a shout out to DDP. Uh, unlike any other veteran on the WCW roster, uh, after losing the world title, he publicly st- said in interviews that he wanted to elevate other guys. That's why he went to the team with Bigelow and Canyon so they can get elevated, put over Benoit and Saturn as a team. He's putting over Benoit clean here. Uh, the whole point is uh, to elevate younger stars for him at this point. So good on him. Well, at least there's one fucking veteran in WCW. It's the wrong veteran, but at least there's one. Right? <laughs> Jesus. This is what the revolution is about. I'm leaving the revolution immediately. Yeah. Revolt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving to Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to that triad. <laughs> oh, that fourth member will be you soon. Uh, commentary. We go to commentary. They're talking up uh, Hogan and Nash. They, uh, how they never got along being part of the NWO. Well, I mean, they tell the story. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, three years ago that uh, Nash and Hogan started the NWO. Yeah. Uh, the, that, those, those two outsiders. <laughs> yeah. So who was the third man? Oh, it was uh, uh, DiBiase. DiBiase. Oh, okay. got, got it. You watched it. I'm sure yeah. you remember this. That's why Six was actually the fifth one. Yeah, there was Giant. Bischoff, six. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty sure we got all the guys. It's all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Checks out. Vincent. Oh, Vincent. We got Vincent. Yeah, there was the big man and the other big man. Yeah, Hogan. Giant. Giant. <laughs> giant, giant. Yeah, 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 giant seven foot and Nash? whatever week uh, I mean, Nash is, he's seven foot one. We knew who seven, Nash six, was. 11. We knew why Nash was here. Yeah. I mean, you always knew, you you always knew wrestling wasn't on the up and up when yeah. Giant, who was seven four, was the same exact height as Kevin Nash yeah. at you six know, eleven. You know what I liked? Like, you okay. you, you <laughs> know what I liked is when uh, when uh, Show. I don't know why he doesn't do it in uh, on WWF now, but when he was part of NWF, here we go. Hey yo, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, you just you leave some gimmicks behind and yeah. you evolve as a character. You got it. Okay. Uh, he quit wearing the gold chains too. That's, That's weird. weird. Uh, well, you know what is weird? We need to watch someone give away a, uh, uh, a motorcycle. Where's Mean Gene? No, fuck that. We'll use Deli Boy, Chad Damiani, from our website. Yeah, where is Mean Gene? He don't do Sturgis anymore? Not Why this the year. fuck would Gene do Sturgis? Jesus Christ. Uh, so they, actually, they no, Gene was get, there. He was banging bitches in the Winnebago they couldn't, in the background. They couldn't get anybody <laughs> but... Deli boy Damiani. Where's Rackman at? Where's yeah. his dumbass at? Bring his dumbass to start. I, I think he hung himself at a NASCAR event. Where's, where's Ricky Rackman? Let's go. Uh, I was calling him back backstage Chad as he was raffling off the motorcycle. Chad couldn't open the door to the rap, the the ball the spent thing. Uh, also, his Chad, name is Chad. So. Chad had the on-screen chemistry of a man dead for the last six years. Uh, <laughs> I think you could hear Bobby laughing during this Probably. entire moment because he's like, Chad goes, all right, we have the winner, but first, let me introduce the president of Iron, blah, blah, blah. Who, uh, who also had the presence of a cadaver. Well, yes, because he goes, and the winner is uh, Stephen something. Stephen, you here? No? No. Okay, well, you're, you're a winner. I also doubt he was watching on pay-per-view. Oh, I think that didn't the president go like, hopefully you're watching because you won. This was a train wreck. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> this was a train wreck. Let's abort! Abort! Was bike wreck. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, there we go. Let's see if our next match was a train wreck, because our next match is... Good chance. Sting <laughs> show. versus Sid Vicious. Hey, we got Sid's actual theme on the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Uh, and Sid... it's not great. <laughs> I told you. Don't. 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 
so uh, that's an old school few for when I was a real young kid. Early yeah. 1990. Havocs, Wait, this ain't their first time? No. Oh, okay. Do you know Havoc 90 and no. Havoc 93. Huh? Do you not know? No, I know they feud. Okay, I was just like. No, I was just kidding. Okay. Uh, Sorry, guys, I ruined the bit. Yeah, it's fine. I'll get out of here. Uh, Sid coming out. There's an excellent chance he wouldn't have known. Sid coming out, and commentary brings up that Sid's going after Goldberg's uh, record of 173 0. Where did this storyline come from? I don't know. I don't know, but Sid lost last Monday (laughs) in that six man. (laughs) No, I won't. You don't worry about about that. (laughs) They're counting attacks in the locker room, Joe. (laughs) Yeah. Tony brings. We find out next tomorrow night. (laughs) Tony brings up that. <laughs> this ain't their uh, first time together facing each other, but since it's a, but since it's 1999, it's a bigger match. I finally figured it out. Okay. By the way, I, I did the thought process. They're counting his ECW input from 1999 as well. Uh, That's where he's 55 and 0. Because you know, goddamn well, he didn't do any jobs in ECW. No, he did not. Um, Maybe it's how many softball home runs he had. <laughs> many. Out in the corner of Swanson and Rittner in South Philly. Match starts and Sting kicks uh, Sid in the gut and Sid flies to the top turn by goal. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even sure Sting connected. No, he did it. He did it. He didn't. Sting set like tip of his foot hit the hit Sid and Sid's like, I'm flying three feet in the air. Sid's like, kick me. I'm gonna lay down. (laughs) Sid then lays down the top on the two ropes and Sting hits some stinger splashes. It was at that moment I knew we were getting low effort, Sid. You know, you know, you know how, you know how. As I in my notes, I have pretty weak kick. Sid sells it like the Hogan's chair shot from a week ago. Not a good sign. Uh, Sting throws Sid in the crowd multiple times. Uh, Bobby tries to. The crowd stops him. Uh, we don't want you. Yeah. My, nope. favorite, my favorite line is Bobby goes, hey, look at that woman with that goatee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> leave it to uh, Heenan to be the best part of this match. Um, I will say this. Heenan does say one thing I want to bring up. Heenan goes, I can't believe that Sid is only 6'8". But I feel like Sid height and weight Fluctuates every week. Eight. I think he's taller than six eight. He puts it at six eight. Because uh, Hogan's six, six eight. Yeah, Hogan's legit. Um, he's taller than Hogan. I think. I always thought Hogan was legit six six. I mean, you know that makes more sense because Scott Hall was always built at six six, and their yeah. eye, their died eye. Sid is only six nine. Six nine. See, that makes. More I was sense gonna say to me. six nine because Nash is built at six ten. He's easily seven feet. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's actually a little taller than six ten. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. And to Nash is taller than Sid, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, where are we at? Uh, Sid uh, with a, a lot of headlocks or uh, chin locks during this match. They do the spot where Sting falls unconscious into Sid's groin. They did that earlier in the night in the DDP match. Yeah, it's so become it's, it's a trope a, for a lot a, of people. That's a sting. That's vintage sting right there. Vintage. Sid. I remember the first time you did it, I popped so hard. I was like, that is awesome. Got his flare, right? I got worried. No, it was um, Regal. Oh, it was yeah, fucking Regal. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Regal sold it yeah, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. atomic bomb had just landed <laughs> in his crotch. <laughs> Guys, I got worried for a moment. <laughs> Watching this match. this match, I got. Oh mixed. yes, because Steen goes the because t- Sid, Sid, Sid climbs the ropes. Sid goes like, the top oh, rope. Shit! No, <laughs> why is it early? Sid goes to the top rope. I had the I'm exact like, same thought. I was like, I, oh fuck. <laughs> Sid goes to the top rope. I'm like, oh fuck. He's, 
Are we early? What's happening? But Sid does the uh, Sting does the uh, Ric Flair spot and throws him off. It was me gaslighting you. It wasn't Sin. It was always Road Wild oh. '99. For the long con for six Damn years. It. Damn it! Then then Sid goes back to the top rope. I'm like, oh god, here it comes. It's 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 at that turnbuckle, and then Sting goes up and hits a uh, superplex. But Sting, but Sid then gets right up from the superplex into multiple Stinger splashes until he choke slams Sting. For the win. A 10 win? minutes and 40 seconds. Has Sid ever in his life before that night climbed the rope? What the fuck is he doing? He shouldn't have. Nope. I gave this two and a quarter. Um, this match was slow and plodding, but then again, it is a Sid match. Sting wrestled with all the urgency of a sloth running a marathon. Sid gets the win and a monster push. This was not good, and I say that as a Sting mark. That is maybe the worst match I've ever seen Sting have. Sting, I love Sting. He does have a tendency of matching his opponents instead of bringing them up. Yeah. And once I saw that Sid wasn't in the mood to work. Sting was like, all right. Sting was like, cool, let's just do that. Let's be honest, uh, I love the guy. Uh, he was all about Sturgis, man. Yeah. Him and Bischoff and Hogan, I mean, they were here for the bikes. Yep. Uh, do do not kid yourself. He was not here to wrestle. So I would say this, guys. You know, I'm on I'm on an island to myself right now. I actually enjoyed Five this stars. match. Did you? I actually did. I think the I th- for me it was I didn't mind Sid being the slowdown part, but I felt Sting brought a little more energy, even though he matched St- Sid's his energy. But I felt like Sting brought a little bit more. And I thought it was entertaining. For what it has been the most entertaining match of the night so far for for me. I thought DDP and Benoit was better than this in terms of what I enjoyed. I was just, uh, for that. I was more of the uh, there's a belt and he's getting choked. Then <laughs> that just did it in a do. So let's move on to our next match, and it's gonna be a hoss fight as Goldberg. It's gonna be Goldberg versus Rick Steiner, that TV champ. Since you know Goldberg ch- said. Hey, bring you don't have anything to bring to me, right. even though and Rick doesn't even come out with the title. I want to bitch about something real quick, and I, I brought it to you yesterday. Okay. The music. Oh god! So he's using Megadeth at the time. Yeah, but that's not what plays here. No. However, they don't plug in his WCW music. It's the WWE remake version. Mm-hmm. Why? What is happening with the music on this pay per view? What are they doing? ICP's music gets through. Yep. Sid's music gets through. This one, though, they changed to the wrong one even. They've been <laughs> using his WCW music everywhere else, but on this pay-per-view. Now, we have to plug in the 2003 Jim Johnston remake. Terrible. Have they fought before? Mm, I mean, just the tag matches we've seen the last couple of weeks. Because I was kind of hyped for this match. So was I. I was too. Hoss so was fight. I. Hoss and, fight. And I mean... It started as awesome. They were laying some shots to start the match. And then they just stopped. Then they just they realized, ooh, that's going to hurt later. Let's not do that anymore. Uh, also, with them piping in the 2003, I was like, oh, Goldberg's music. Weird. Maybe, in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe they put it in because it is at Surge's. And maybe if they played that song, maybe people might know. But as Goldberg kept coming down, I'm like, I can slightly you can hear. You still hear Megadeth. Slightly, though. Oh, Megadeth yeah. is, a, is a, that's a, that's fine for that crowd. That's, that's oh, yeah, that would have been fine. I mean, yeah. but for some reason, even though they, they've been playing it on Nitros, they edited it out here. Um, 
That was disappointing. But again, yeah. these are two more guys, much like Sting, uh, that are very into the Sturgis aspect of this. Yeah. Um, this is like a little vacation for them. Like, yeah. Uh, Goldberg throws Steiner off the ropes, and then they just run into each other. Yeah, what the fuck was that move supposed to be? <laughs> I have no idea. Jesus Christ. Uh, Goldberg hits Steiner with a stiff standing sidekick. Uh, Steiner <laughs> throws the ref into Goldberg. Goldberg throws him aside, and Steiner kicks him in the groin. The kick was good on that one. Uh, then then uh, Steiner takes Goldberg knee, bra- knee brace off and then hits him with it multiple Which times. I kind of like that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldberg gets the advantage, and after a few shots with a knee brace, uh, Goldberg then spears Steiner, and then, but Steiner gets so up in the air with that one. And then Goldberg wins with the jackhammer, five minutes and 39 seconds. Yep. I went a flat two. Mm-hmm. I said this could have been so much better. As it was, it was fine. All leading to the inevitable Sid Goldberg match is what I wrote. And I slightly can't wait for that one because of what happens in between. Uh, let's go to our next match, though. Dennis Rodman. That's right. Dennis Rodman versus the macho man, Randy Savage. Uh, commentary's playing off the fact that, hey, Rodman mostly plays for teams. Or when he wrestles, he's part of a tag team. This is... His first singles match. Yeah, maybe they should have kept that. This <laughs> is five straight years he's been in a pay-per-view for WCW, correct? Since in, in a way, in a way. Not 95. Right. 95 was when he debuted at Bash of the Beach. Okay, 95. So four. But 96, he wasn't there at all. Okay. So it was 97. Three or four? Yeah. Uh, Too much. Rodman music <laughs> hits, and it's not the NWO, but it takes him a while. That's <laughs> the Road Wild theme. Yeah. As NW, as the commentary is like, uh, he's coming out, I think. Uh, Macho gets on the mic and put uh, puts it like this. Where's my bitch? Oh, Macho, uh, Rodman does, sorry. Uh, and Macho says, tonight you will be my bitch. You can hear the uh, commentary guys go, oh boy. We want, we can't <laughs> mute this. We're not supposed to be saying this. Uh, Rodman gets advantage by attack uh, Macho as he gets in the ring after hits him with the mic. And be, uh, controls the beginning of the match. Uh, Macho picks up Rodman, throws him off the ropes, and Rodman goes throat first. Oh yeah, the, like the yeah the spot. Yeah, yeah. that's a little rough. Yeah, uh, Macho rolls to the outside, knocks out a stage hand, and steals his camera. Hits Rodman with the camera. Macho uh, uh, Rodman kicks out at two. Macho then punches the ref and throws him to the outside. A new ref shows up instantly, and Macho takes him down. Rodman tosses Macho to the top rope, over the top rope. It looks like a scary spot because Macho holds on to the rope, like, the entire time. Uh, Macho throws Rodman on the guardrail, and the fan just throws Rodman back. They fight to the top of the stage, and they fight backstage. Rodman uh, does, like, a little arm drag to Macho, and Macho slides down that long (laughs) ramp to the backstage. Uh, Macho shoves Rodman uh, through a guardrail onto trash, and then Macho goes to a porta potty, opens it, grabs the guy that's inside, and shoves him out. Puts Rodman in it, pushes the porta potty over. However, there are just boxes there to make sure that that it doesn't go all the way down. It just that's goes. the part you were noticing. I was noticing the excrement and oh, exiting at the I bottom was, of it. I was going to bring out. I was, I was gonna, like, oh, God. So the boxes, they, they kept the porta potty up. However, you can see a lot of liquid coming out. So it's just like. They got all over him. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, 
And then uh, they fight back to the state to the ring. I bet he got a bonus for that. I bet, yeah. Uh, Rodman uh, tries for a second up clothesline, but Macho moves out of the way, and Rodman hits the ref. We get a ref bump. Uh, gorgeous George runs down to the ring. She hands Macho a chain. Uh, George uh, tries to do a low blow on Rodman, but doesn't get low enough. However, Macho then hits Rodman with uh, with the, the with, chain with one punch. The chain with the chain, and uh, he wins. Eleven minutes and thirty seconds. But Worse. before, but before Gord, you give us your review. Yeah, your thoughts. Who was the driver of the Hummer, and where was Gorgeous? Who was with Gorgeous George? We're never gonna find out. You don't worry about that. Oh, okay. I actually went two and a half on this. I rated it higher than Sting and Sid, and Goldberg and Steiner. As did I. Yep. Uh, I thought they both fucking put in the effort. Yeah, work, I thought work right no, but like no. they tried. The smoke and mirrors, yes. Savage worked harder than he's worked since he came back. Yep. He was bound and determined to get something out of this. And Robin tried. Yeah, man. and he did Give everything. Him he one, did. Whatever you want to say, man. I mean, he didn't fall asleep. So no, I thought I was gonna be the odd man out. I was like, no, this is better than the last two matches for sure. This was I, I, this I, is well done. I enjoyed this match. It was entertaining because of the somewhat chaos. So this is the last we see of Dennis Rodman. But I'm going to drop a little bit of a surprising bombshell on you guys. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something I missed in working back then, except for two appearances months away, this is also the last we see of Savage and George. Ever? Ever. He, I know he's there one show in October. Really? And then he shows up at a random thunder in like May 2000, and that's it. So this is pretty much the swan song for Well, both. I know him and George are just about done. Yeah. They don't last much longer. Hmm. Um, that is uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, this was this is it. What a way to go out. What a shitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, there it is. I'm a little bummed. And you yeah. know what? He hasn't been great this year. No. But I'm a little bummed about that. It's like it's it's savage. And and, and it's crazy because we've been since we've been watching for so many years, like we realized when that ended, and it was Halloween Havoc '97 yeah. when he jumps off the cage, and at that moment, we we all all of us went, "Yeah, it's over." He literally gives the rest of his career so those guys could try to get something out of that match, and they jump move out of the way. Yep. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, Randy Savage. Yep. Thank you, you uh, thank you, Piper, and thank you, Hogan, for not. Uh, oh, let me sidestep. Or you could have done, dude. Or you could have just tried. What? October twenty fifth. And a May 3rd edition of Thunder. I told you. <laughs> I even had the months down. God damn, dude. Holy shit. They don't call me the database for nothing. Yep. Yeah, this is it. Uh, I thought I'd uh, surprise you guys with that little tidbit of information. Damn, dude. <laughs> what a way to go out. What a way to go out. So let's go out. Let's finish this pay-per-view with our main event for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Loser leads WCW. That was retired. It is. Okay, still. Uh, We have Kevin Nash versus Hulk Hogan. First, we get the buffer intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Uh, 17 fucking minutes later. uh, They do the uh, strength, the test of strength on each other, locking up and throwing each other in the turnbuckle, and Hogan selling like it's freaking like 19, the 80s. Looking at the crowd, trying to get them all hyped up. They do the test of strength, and Nash gets advantage on Hogan, and Bobby's like, he's just going to get up. Has there ever been anybody 
sense in the business that can play to the crowd like Hogan? No. Does The Rock come close or Austin no. or no. no? Not during matches. Like he really like got a mic maybe, yeah. but not during a match. Like I was to say, the majority, and I'm not going to downplay The Rock here when I say mm-hmm. this, but the majority of what made WrestleMania 18 so magical was Hogan's interaction with the crowd and pulling them in. Now Rock. Rock is smart. He figured out once Hogan started doing the shift, Rock did too. And I mean, it made for great television. But I always thought it was it was mostly that ability Hogan has to play to the fucking top of the building. And I and I started thinking, I was like, is, does anybody do that as well? So as uh, it's not he hasn't talked about. It. I've heard other people talk about when, especially in the building that size, like in Toronto, and actually it plays to Sturgis too. Uh, you slow the match down a little bit so that everybody in the back could see the the move happening, which is why the reactions can be delayed sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure the guy in the last seat knows that you just hit him with a big punch. Makes sense. You don't go high spot to high spot to high spot. You just you kind of slow it down a little bit. And I, I agree a, a thousand percent. That's the way it should be done, just to maximize the match. Mm-hmm. And why. And I'm not going to get into old versus new, but why so much of that is lost nowadays because guys don't do that or think that way. Mm. What do you guys think of him doing it here? Trying to be the red and yellow 1980. I mean, it's the character he is. Yeah. It's just, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the crowd popped for him. Oh, the yeah. Crowd the crowd popped for him. The note I wrote, though, uh, actually, it was funny you referenced that. I was like, it's a very typical Hogan match. And I was like, if you just substitute. Nash, for The Rock, you essentially have the WrestleMania match yeah. four years later. Mm-hmm. No, it's not nearly as good. <laughs> he, uh, he figured it out. Around mm-hmm. the, I mean, 84, 85, 86, he was still really varied. Mm-hmm. You would, don't know what you would get, including the blood. It was after the Andre match at three where he kind of developed the Hulk Hogan match. And I don't mm-hmm. blame him for doing it. A, his body. They were traveling like crazy. Yeah. But B, when you're that guy and you're that over, you don't need the, to. The crowd wants the greatest hits. That's what they want. That's why I love. Uh, it's not you because you don't do it, but people of your age and older who yeah. complain about Cena's five moves of doom: no. punch, 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 boot, leg drop. It's yeah. literally five yeah. at the end of every fucking match. He the dirty up and then five. The dirty little secret is uh, anybody who became a main guy in wrestling mm-hmm. has the five moves. Yep. Bret Hart had five moves. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels did the five moves. Hogan, Savage. Austin had Flair. five moves at the end. He had yeah, five. Yeah, he only had five. He had five moves. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a... St- I mean, I never bought into that as a gripe for Cena because mm-hmm. I got it. Um, in fact, I remember Shawn Michaels talking in an actual kind of shoot interview in 96 about how he hated the fact that as the number one baby face, he had to... Play the hits? Yeah, he had to play the hits. He had yeah. to quit being like... He had to quit kind of playing around, and he just did the fight, and he hated it. Because yeah. it was like, to him, it didn't work in the match, but it's what you do. That is your, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. it yeah, it, it, I guess it gets repetitive it if you don't like the guy. puts a ceiling on any matches you have, for sure. But, you know, the whole point is to give the crowd what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nash hits Hogan with a big boot, and Tony goes off thinking that's a Hogan move. It's literally a big boot. He does it every fucking match. Yeah, I mean, yeah Nash yeah. does it too. It's hardly the first time Kevin Nash has hit a big boot. Uh, Nash post- <laughs> now, if, if Nash hit the leg, I'd be like, all right, everybody. Yeah. At first I was like, I'll do it. Yeah, oh, right. Please do it. And he's the Ooh. troll, right? He would do he it. He would do it. He would pose. Uh, so uh, Nash, Nash, hit, Nash hits Hogan with the big boot. Tony's like, that's a Hogan move. And uh, Nash poses after and Bobby's loses his mind. Like, uh, just pin him. Like, Nash. 
Bobby's going off like it was Goldberg Hogan. Just pin him, damn I it! I love Bobby's hate of Hogan. Just it's so pin timeless. Him. And it's I so love real. it so much. Uh, Nash hits the jackknife powerbomb. You think that's one, two, three. However, of course not. Hogan kicks out. So, guys, how many people have kicked out of the jackknife Gold- at this time? Goldberg? You know who didn't? Goldberg. Uh, Sting? Did Sting? Kicked out? I don't think anybody did in WCW. Damn. I think once he hit it, it everybody Brother. took it. No, everybody took it. Did Goldberg did. DDP did. Yeah. Anybody that anybody that As took? a matter of fact. Hogan. In WWF, I'm trying to think. Did anybody? Maybe Taker? Maybe in the early days, Taker sure. Taker makes sense, but that's it. He didn't even use the powerbomb in the early days of Diesel. Uh, the he punch, 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 the hard punch, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not even sure. No, because he didn't. Oh, yeah, he did hit the... He hit two jackknives at 12. Mm-hmm. And then he took a while, and then... So, technically, Taker and Hogan. Talk about a protected move. Holy fuck. Yeah. And talk about a uh, fuck your finisher, brother. <laughs> right? Jeez. So, he jackknives him, kicks out. Hogan hulks up, hits the big boot, leg drops him for the one, two, three. 12 minutes and 18 seconds. Kevin Nash is the smartest guy in the business. Hit those dates already? Uh, yeah, <laughs> on purpose. He also wrote uh, uh, later on in a shooting review. He's like, I, I knew what was going on in the company while it was going down in flames. I booked myself a vacation at home because yep. he was the booker. Yep. <laughs> That's why he made it a retirement match. So the retire the guy that has to retire <laughs> is Kevin Nash. Um, to me, uh, both men played the heel, and the match went slow. I gave it two and three quarters. I said, it's a shame these two never got the big match when the company was red hot. This was too little, too late. Still felt like a big match, but they couldn't live up to it at this point. Nash booked himself into retirement. Smartest guy in the room. And that's what I put. <sighs> How about you, sir? It's, uh, we talked about it, I think, last week. Uh, this version of Hogan doesn't fit it in doesn't. 1999. Uh, I honestly would have been okay with it once last week on Nitro. Yeah, that's fine. That pop was worth it. It doesn't make sense here. It doesn't make sense in Sturgis. They they don't coming for red and yellow. I mean, just do red and yellow tie dye, brother, with the dark beard and <laughs> like um, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a, it's a stark contrast to what the what the atmosphere is to see red and yellow. Yeah. And the Hulk up and this. Eh. To give you a final verdict, because that's my gimmick on here. Yeah, yeah. Dun dun. This looked dun, dun. like a deep card on paper, but execution fell way short. Typical of WCW in 1999, they really need to shake things up. You can safely miss this show. Yeah, that's what I put. Mm. Uh, I, my entire feeling was that, and it a lot of it had to probably do just with the atmosphere they're wrestling in, but there wasn't a whole lot of effort given to this mm-hmm. show. By anybody, by commentators, by the performers, they're just nobody cared. You can tell they're hitting a wall. Mm-hmm. It's a different wall. I mean, they've been going down in terms of creativity. You could tell they're feeling everything. they're losing, though. Yeah, you can tell their hit is hitting them. They can't. We, they're ready to go over the. We say it on the uh, Monday Night War stories that they're just throwing shit at the wall and just trying to see what works. But so, you do when you're desperate. Yeah. I am curious about because, like I said, I haven't watched most of this in my life. It's clear that, as Corey said, they're about to hit, or they're hitting a wall where they're. It's clear they've they've come to the end of being competitive. Mm-hmm. They know they're not going to catch them, and it's a wrap for them. Yep. 
I, they don't think they're going out of business, but, you know, that's here to here to there. I am curious if at some point it gets to the point where they do realize that and they stop even trying to be competitive and just start having fun on the shows just for themselves if for nobody else. I am curious if they get to that point. I think ever. it's sometime in 2000. Where they're just like, fuck it, we'll do whatever we want. And if we enjoy it, cool. If you don't watch it, I don't give a fuck anyways. It's funny you say what you just said about they didn't think they were going out of business. Because I was listening to the Jim Cornette podcast today and he actually talks about how Vince McMahon knew they were going out of business. Back in 1997... Vince McMahon, when because Jerome Cornette was on yeah. the creative team at the time, right? He told him, "Like we uh, we have to start getting competitive. We we just need to outlast them because they won't be in business forever the way they're running their business." Like Vince McMahon was smart enough to see that in '97 when they were still white hot. He looked at it as a business. Yeah, so he told him, "Like we we need to be competitive, but we just have to be competitive enough to stay alive. You can't sustain that growth because they're going to kill themselves." Mm-hmm. So four years out, Vince McMahon saw it. I wonder if he saw it four years ago in this company. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, we saw that in 2017, <laughs> right? Because holy fuck! <laughs> Speaking of holy fuck, let's do the buy rates. <laughs> yes, let's. I was wondering where you were going with that. Would you change it at all? I was going to get to that okay. after. Oddly enough, no, I wouldn't. No, it looked like a stacked card on paper. No, it's just effort was. So let's let's go back a uh, a pay per view this year of WWFs fully loaded. Yeah, that got a one point zero seven. That end of an era. One point zero seven. Let's go to last year's Road Wild. Point nine one. It's good, right? Leno. It's a damn good. It's I have, Leno. I have the card right here. Oh, I know what it is by heart. You want to say it? Yeah, uh, Haku took on Ming, or I'm sorry, Ming took on Barbarian. Yep. Haku was like, uh, what? Yeah, that'd be a badass match. Match, match one. Uh, yeah. And then you it's Barbarian uh, the opener? Missed, missed those days. <laughs> yeah. uh, match two, I believe, was Public Enemy versus Disco and Alex. Dancing Fools? Yep. Then I think we had Raven, Saturn, and Canyon in a three way. Yep. And then fourth was Ray, uh, Ray, and, Ho- Ray and Psychosis, yep. number one contenders to the Cruiserweight title. Fifth was Stevie and Chavo? Yep. Sixth, <laughs> Mongo and Brian Adams. Oh, yeah, that was a doozy. Yep. Seven was... What was seven? Because eight... Wasn't eight Jericho and Malenko? Or Jericho and Hoovy? That's seven. That's seven. So there's yeah. only nine matches? There was nine. Ten. You're forgetting eight. Uh, you're forgetting, just like what WCW did at the time, what you do with Goldberg. No, that was not, that was the ninth match. That was eight. Yeah, so the Battle Royal with Wolfpack versus Hollywood and Goldberg. Yeah. Where he just beats everyone. And then nine is the main event. So there were only nine. Yeah. I thought there were ten matches. No. Shit. So. That not, got, a ver- not a very good card. Not a good card. <laughs> that got a point nine one though. Because of Leno. Yeah. No shot that gets that close. No. Point three eight. Do you guys want to take a guess what this one got? Point, point three eight. Two five. Point two five. Point three eight. Point five five. It went way up from Bash at the Beach. Significantly better. Because Bash at the Beach was like point three eight. Hmm? Give Bash. Yeah, give me one second. That's where I got the point three eight, I think. WCW buy rates right here. Bash at the Beach nineteen ninety nine got ourselves a point three nine. So that's where, yeah. Damn. Well they moved up. They moved up. Hey, you know what that means? Hogan versus Nash meant something. In a way. And Robin, now, maybe. Well, yeah, I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure it didn't hurt. It, yeah. I'm sure it didn't hurt. But that tells me that that main event meant something. Almost like it would have meant a whole lot more a year ago. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, we're doing awards next, or I wasn't sure where you're going. Yeah, what are you going to say? Um, this is the last Road Wild. Yeah, yeah. So, let's bring that. Let's bring that up. Uh, what do you uh, most remember? Mongo versus Brian. Adams. Uh, you don't remember that. <laughs> I want to so bad. I, I like the atmosphere because just because it's different. I will tell you though, the only one that's worth a damn is the first one. Ro- yeah. Hog Wild '96 was a good card. NWO was fresh. It felt different. That was a good that's where show. Spray painted the yep. belt the first yep. time. Yep, that's. I will put that show in and watch it. I have fond memories of that one. I don't really do that with any of the other Road Wilds. They're just um, they're there. I I as you guys know, I'm a I'm a fan of weird shows like this, like yeah. the, with a weird atmosphere. Um, the camera choice they made was fucking stupid. The show to turn in that direction. Um, show the bikes, man. If the whole point is you're at a bike rally, show the fucking mass of humanity of bikes. Uh, it's a that's a miss, yeah. miss production wise. Oh yeah. Um, the one I remember, yeah, ninety six is the one I remember the most. Just Hogan's right painting the belt, and the um, I'm sure. I mean, you could speak to this. I'm sure a lot of old school people fucking hated that. I'm sure it pissed a lot of people off, which was the point. In the company, uh, there was a lot of drama over spray painting that belt. I thought it was fucking Um, beautiful. It was wonderful. Wonderful idea. The whole point is they hate your company. Yep. (laughs) Retribution. So, like, yeah, right? (laughs) You should have watched the NWO thing. That's how you do it. Um, They are right now. (laughs) The one memory of Hogwild I always have besides the is he knocks the giant out with the belt. Yeah. And then the giant has to lay there unconscious during the entire after thing. Forever. For like, for like 12 <laughs> minutes while they're while they're beating up Brutus and spray painting the belt. The giant's just laying there like a harpooned whale, not moving an inch, <laughs> never waking up. I was like, God damn, Hogan must have the strength of a fucking Superman to knock that guy out like that. Uh, so from a business standpoint, this was a fucking terrible idea. Lost money every Once. Year. Okay. You don't need it four years in a row. Uh, so outside of just fucking charging people for money, how would you have done this differently from a company standpoint? Is my goal to make money? Yeah, more or less. Then Hog Wild was the only one they do in Sturgis. One year. Yeah. Every other August, just come up with a new pay-per-view you put in an arena and actually charge people to show up for it. That's the only way. There's no way to make money off this except for the pay-per-view. And then the first time, the NWO was red hot, so they got a good pop. And Leno helped uh, in '98. Do you have the buy rates for all those, Joe? Uh, what, of what hog of all the hog wilds slash road wilds? I do. I think '98's the only one that did good. Uh, Here's the road wild. Okay, so 1996 got a point six two. Mm-hmm. 1997 a point six five. 1998 point nine one, and then this one point five five. So this so isn't this right off. in line with the other yeah, three. Yeah, this isn't far yeah. off from those first two. Yeah. Brother. Interesting. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to the award show time. Let's start off with best match. I will pick Benoit and Page. I had the opening tag match. Uh, I had um, surprisingly Sting and Sid. I just enjoyed it. Uh, what was what was your worst match? Bagwell and Cat. <laughs> this is gonna be odd. Sting and Sid. <laughs> I expected Buff and Cat to suck. 
I I really did not like the. I just they wrestled slow motion to me. No. I will be putting the rednecks in the revolution. <laughs> I get the six, feeling Shane Douglas will have that a is lot of five different matches of the six we pick from. Right? That's crazy. What? Who is your MVP? Oh, I have an answer if you guys need a minute. It's not. A, it's not great. Uh, Harlem Heat, because they're back and they got the belts. I guess. I I mean fuck man. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with the last time I can pick him, but I'm actually gonna say Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say he pulled something out of Dennis Rodman that not many others could have in a singles match. Sure, they had to do smoke and mirrors, but that's fine. Look at the WF main event scene. Um, it was a good match, better than the other two before it. So I will go Randy Savage one last time. Um. I'm going to say it once, and you can mark it, mark it, write it down. Shane Douglas? No. <laughs> I, my MVP will be ICP. ICP. They, they did a good match for what they... And you can't complain. They're, and they, and they, they somewhat went toe-to-toe with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio Jr. They're showing more dedication to WCW than most of their long-tenured wrestlers. Yes, We'll so, see how long that lasts. That's but. a one time. Wait 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. So uh, who is your Moadib? Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't disagree with that. Mine is uh, it's storyline driven. So I don't under- I understand the reason. Uh, it's Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you retired, bro. <laughs> you lost. I'll tell you. <laughs> lost Hogan, dude. He booked it himself. That's the best part. I know. That's why it's storyline purposes only. Kevin Nash. But yeah, but Bagwell. Bagwell fucking sucks. What the fuck, dude? Um, I would go Bagwell as well. I still don't know so why. God-awful. Still don't know how he. Uh, He's just god awful. Yeah, he is. But how he, um, you know, won this storyline when he comes up being blackface. WCW. I love the company, but I can't defend all of it. Corey. Yeah. WTF. <laughs> Just the disappointment. Uh, after the last few months, this card looked good. Mm-hmm. Remember how... We we decided a month ago Bash at the Beach was the worst pay-per-view of the war stories. Yep. And this isn't that bad. No, this no. Is, it was just, This doesn't even approach it, that. It was just nondescript. It was yeah. like, eh, okay, it happened. Uh, but you need more than that at this point. Uh, the only problem is... The veterans, their stop, their spots are safe and their money's guaranteed, so they're not going to give you that effort. Like, can they deliver more than that? No, the youngsters can, but they're discouraged because no matter how hard they try, those other guys are always going to have those spots. So if you're Ray or Eddie or Benoit, are you killing yourself to make this better? No. I mean, if you're a, if you're Eddie, Ray, and Kidman, you're feuding with ICP. I mean, look, when we when two of you or Eddie at the very least should be feuding for at least a U.S. title, if not heavyweight title, and you're with ICP. I I, def- mean, I defended his move because it's smart politically. Yeah, but the Booker and one of those many event guys purposely booked himself into retirement to not have to be on the show anymore. That's faith. So are you gonna bust your ass? No. No. You wonder why Jericho left. The writing is on the wall. Like Jesus, dude. I mean, you wonder why Paul White left. Nope. Yep. Like big, the big guy called Paul. Uh, mine nope. is with Corey's. It is a uh, a super disappointment because we were we marked out no sub. We were pretty pumped for the show. There was a lot of good matches, 
And we were disappointed. Uh, this was a very underwhelming show. They didn't try for whatever reason, but nobody tried. And I, you said you bought this live. Yeah. Were you disappointed live? Yeah. 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 No, I can't deny it. Uh, I chose between this one and SummerSlam. Okay. Which one I was going to buy. Um, I yeah, mostly I mostly chose this one because one I just I love WCW, mm-hmm. but um, I was always been a huge NWO guy. So to me personally, Hogan versus Nash meant something that was finally happening. It wasn't, and I knew even at the time it wasn't when it should have been. Um, I don't remember exactly my thought process, but if I had to guess, I would venture that even back then I knew SummerSlam was probably going to be better. Yeah. But this one meant something to me, so I got it. Uh, I know he booked himself to lose on purpose. Would you have gone with Nash winning? Um, the viability of the company? Or would, was it the smarter play to have Hogan win? At this point, it's the smarter play to have Hogan win because Nash's champ didn't really let the word on fire two months ago, and you've got to find something to do. I'm not sure Hogan's my pick. Um... Personally, even though he's not my favorite dude, I'd put that belt right back on Goldberg and ride that horse again because, goddamn, that's your... I mean... That seems the smartest play. Hogan, but, doesn't, Hogan doesn't have a monster truck. Right. Goldberg's got um, one. <laughs> dude. That's the move I would make, but... Yeah. There's a lot of reasons politically that wasn't happening either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will tag along with you guys with my WTF of the fact that it's crazy to think that we had this card and we were hyped for it. And then we watch it and we, it's a big dud. Yeah. Like that's you, a good way to put it. You have all this talent in the world and I get it. You you're you did one storyline with Eddie, maybe going to get with Ray. Maybe that might have been happening happening if they continued with that. So at this show we would have got Ray and Eddie. But since they went swerve bro because of the fact that the fans loved it, they went, let's do the six man instead. So, you know, there's one match you could have done. And then you have Faith in Macho Man and Dennis Rodman. Really? Like, really? Why'd they, why'd they bring Rodman back here? Brother? If money. he's not working with Hogan, like, it's kind of weird. So, no, it's that desperation. Name value. Because even though, I mean, you guys are were young at the time, but I think old enough to remember that I mean, it happened fast, but Rodman in 1999 didn't mean half of what Rodman in 1997 meant. No. I mean, it was... Without question like, on that one. He was retired at this point. Like, nobody cared. I was just like... Yeah. Once that Bulls thing was over in 98, just... Yeah. But yeah, it's just, you have all... You know, we say it every week on any every show we do. WCW has all the talent in the world, but they're just... Throwing shit at a fucking wall to try to—they keep they're, losing them. They're still, yeah. yeah, they keep, <laughs> they yeah. keep shouting about the fucking door, though. <laughs> yeah, they're shoving the talent out the door and keeping the disciple on Saturday night. So you know. So yeah, what a what a what a dud this what show a was. Tangled web we weave. Yes, yep. when we get into politics with Terry Bollea, brother. These are the days of our lives. Speaking of politics, guys, next week on the. Upcoming pay-per-view war stories. Mm-hmm. We're oh, going to SummerSlam, okay. and oh. the special guest referee for that is the body, the governor, 
Jesse Ventura. What's that fucking tagline they have for the goddamn paper? An out-of-body oh, experience. We're about me. to have an outer-body experience with the governor of, of Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> huh? Yeah. yeah. I, governors. Yeah. It's Minnesota, don't you know? <laughs> dun, 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 don't dun, you know. He got no time to bleed, Jesse Ventura. So that Black should hammer. be... That should be time to bleed. I got no time to bleed. So that should be a... Uh, Interesting. Oh, we'll show. go over the Mark Outer No Sell on the Monday Night War Stories coming up next on No Sell Entertainment.com. So, yeah, after four years, I finally did one. Hey. Boom. Where you can also listen and read all of our podcasts at No Sell Entertainment.com. And you can also find all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. 